What's up, guys? Welcome to PlayStation Unchained episode 36. Uh, I'm your host, co-host slash Mike Harridan. So with me, as always, is my co-host, partner in crime, Ben Shillabir Hall. How's it going, Ben? Uh, not too bad, thank you. And you today? I'm good, I'm good. A bit knackered from that run I just did around the block. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep fit as usual. Uh, so uh, I saw you outside my window. Yeah, yeah, you know, just a quick 100-mile uh, run up the country, yeah. Um, joining us, um, joining myself and Ben is Mr. G-Man himself, Glenn Gordon. How's it going, Glenn? Pretty good. I have, I have like, three nicknames now. If you call, <laughs> you call me G-Man. Um, Dane and the RDA, RDGH crew call me the commissioner. The commissioner. <laughs> commissioner, yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm sitting here holding my very own copy of Pokemon X. Which you can't I, play. <laughs> I can't play. I ordered. I ordered um, the limited edition, uh, the the blue Pokemon XY 3DS, uh-huh. and I ordered it on the same day. But the problem, uh, but the problem is, I ordered the um, 3DS from somewhere else, and I ordered the Pokemon X from Amazon. And so Amazon, being the awesome jerk faces that they are, shipped it to me. The next day, like I, I paid for this just yesterday, and I just got it today. And the 3DS isn't supposed to come until like Wednesday, so um, I've got some torture with this sitting on my desk for a little <laughs> while. Oh yeah, silly. And uh, <laughs> finally, guys, I'm proud to say, ladies and gentlemen, we have a returning guest. Who um, I don't think he's actually been on Unchained yet, uh, but he was a poc- uh, frequent po- uh, podcaster alongside uh, myself and Don. Many many years ago, it is it is Mr. Rob's Wetsuit, aka Rob. Don't stop. <laughs> I, I'm I'm being held captive. Can someone please help me? These people have chained me up and they've put me on to go on their podcast. I don't know who they are. Okay. The PlayStation. <laughs> hey, don't listen to them. We're having a great time. Right? Uh, having a great... <laughs> Hello, my name is Rob. I'm a tech journalist, games journalist, amateur cosplayer, everything you love and hate. Um, I used to do stuff for PlayStation Universe. If you didn't know. Hello, everyone. Yes. Hey, Rob. It's good to have Way. you back on the podcast again. Um, the I, superior uh, British person yes. I replaced. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, if, a lot, if you guys um, don't know, um, me and Rob actually worked together on PSU way back in 2007. I think, yeah. Rob, you were actually here before I joined. Um, um, only briefly, I think. Briefly, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, um, obviously, you had uni and everything and other things to do. But, yeah, you're sort of back in the game now, as you say. You're a journal- um, which uh, magazine do you work for again, I still Rob? work for the amazing, incredible Linux user and developer magazine for all your... Linux and free and open source software needs, uh, sold in all news agents and online. Um, we talk about, you know, Linux, Raspberry Pi, which is everyone's favorite thing right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a bit of freelance for Games TM, Now Gamer, you know, good, great magazines, UK magazines. And uh, yeah, yeah. And do my own little crazy videos of uh, reviews of Power Rangers toys. So there you go. Oh, wicked. Yes. And by night, you also go by the name of M. Bison, I believe. M. Bison. <laughs> now yes. faced Mighty Bison. Yeah, uh, award-winning cosplay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing the cosplay for? Um, the, I initially completed my Bison cosplay for Iacon last year, which was August time. But I've had the hat since about two thousand and eight. I made the hat and never made the rest of the costume. Okay. Um, but now it's on like version two of the costume, uh, and it's much much better. And uh, I'm I've been invited by Capcom to go to one of their events as M Bison, so uh, you know, I will soon become the world's most famous M Bison cosplayer. Just you watch this space. Yes, and that's also an event that I've been invited to, and yeah. hopefully, if all goes um, to plan, I will actually be able to meet Rob. Um, yes. and it's, it'll be a quite a, a historic event because Rob yeah. will be the only person to actually meet me in person and confirm <laughs> that I do exist, and I'm not actually a, a robot or um, an old man <laughs> pretending to be. At thirty something, although why that would happen, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've known Mike for seven years, never met him in real life, so uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I hope you can 
Broken confirms that I really exist as well. Yes, Ben does exist. He's worn the vice hat, so which means he's been able to come into the real dimension. Yeah, that hat brought me back to life. I was like, oh no, how am I? And then I wore that hat and suddenly, oh, I'm alive again. None of you can confirm that I exist because I'm all the way across the pond, as they say. America doesn't really exist. It's in like an alternate dimension, the hell dimension or something like that. I thought that was just an expansion pack. I just haven't thought yet. Yeah, Britain, the expansion pack, the colonies. Yes. I thought that was Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, it's um, good to have you guys on board again. And as I said, Rob, good to have you back again um, and the podcast, at least. Um, Okay, boys, chaps, men, whatever. Let's jump into some news, shall we? Uh, First up, we have something that's pretty cool. Uh, PS Vita owners are the best, uh, Guacamole Dev says. Uh, This is uh, Drinkbox Studios, developer of Vita launch title Tales from from Space Mutant Blobs Attack and Guacamole. Believes that uh, people who own Sony's latest handheld are, I quote, the fucking best. I presume that's what he said because it's a load of asterisks in this thing, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> when speaking to um, GI.biz, uh, this is uh, Chris uh, Drinkbox's Chris, uh, Chris McQuinn. Uh, he says, people rag on the Vita so much, and I think, that, I think people who rag on the Vita don't understand, at least from a business perspective, the purchasing power of Vita owners. Vita owners are serious purchasers of games. It's an amazing system. Um... He goes so what's, say, what's he exactly saying? So that they, they buy lots of things on the Vita, is that Yeah, right? they buy lots of things, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he goes on to say, but I think that what people fail to understand is the purchasers of Vitas are very, very engaged, get, engaged game consumers. For them, the attach rate with games is very high. There may not be a lot of Vita games out there, but the people who do own, own Vitas are very serious consumers. They buy a lot of games. So again, he's saying that we buy a lot of games. Um, I'm a Vita owner, so I'm glad to be called fucking... The, the fucking best, as I'm sure many of us are. Uh, yeah, um, Vita, Vita, Vita. Um, guys, um, what do we make of these comments? Um, since it's um, a long time, Rob, uh, we'll start with you. What's your opinion on this? Because you do have a Vita now, don't you? I don't actually. Um, oh, yes. Sorry, my apology. I, I will be getting one eventually. Um, oh, okay. Well, even better, actually. It's probably best um, from a perspective who does someone who doesn't have So one. the main thing, the reason I don't have a Vita right now is I don't have the money to afford it, unfortunately. Um, and I'm wondering... I mean, of course, you know, the, the people who have the Vita are going to love the Guacamole developers e- either way because they're supporting it. However, maybe they've got the, the buying power because there's not a huge amount of games coming out on the Vita in general. So there's like, you know, oh, I need to get a new game for my Vita. Oh, yes, this game's actually coming out. I should buy that. Um, yes. <laughs> it was um, a game I have to buy it because <laughs> there's yeah. not much But, you know, I mean, there's, there's some excellent games on the Vita either way. And there's a lot of, there's a great bit of indie support. And um, uh, have they got PS2 games running on it yet? Or um, is that kind um, of future? No, I don't. Think uh, either way, like uh, the remote remote play two. stuff from PS4 games. No, you've only got great. PS1 games. PS2 yeah. games can be remote played though with PS Now cloud streaming. When they're yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's coming soon, isn't it? Well, I mean, I get, yeah, which is I guess coming to every other console, uh, Sony console. But uh, oh, pardon me. Um, you know, it's still good that um, that they love the Vita. The Vita is a great console. I mean, I just can't afford one right now. Um, and having I do have a Wii U though, and the you know, we with the Wii U pad to screen thing is actually a lot better than people seem to make it out to be. They make a lot of fun of it, but basically, you know, the uh, remote playing version of you know the PS Vita stuff on the PS4 is like a sort of a better version of that because it's a bit more portable and every game works with it rather than only some. And so, also, you, know, you can actually yeah. do that secondary screen stuff in a way on with the PS4 and Vita because uh, when my mate popped round, I loaded my Vita up. On Lego Marvel, he p- used just DualShock for Player Two. I played on the Vita for Player One. 
Oh, right. cool. oh yeah, yeah. Which is, which cool. is pretty cool. Uh, does it does it t make uh, use of the touchscreens then? Uh, if you can actually change the controls, so yeah, if you want to, you can. Cool. Uh, you can customize the controls completely. So, like, I'd like to play Final Fantasy fourteen on the VL remote play, but you have to use R two and L two to to select the abilities. So what I do is I oh, change right. it L one to R one, and mm -hmm. have R two and L two switch hotbars instead, because you won't need to switch all the time. <laughs> so that way you got the back touchpad just for switching. Rather than having right. to hold them down, it's pretty good. The amount of cool. customization they allow you to do is pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. And I was glad. I'm oh, sorry, Karen, Rob. No, I was going to say, like, and they haven't been forcing that onto developers at all, like they did with the six access back in. You know, the, uh, the Vita remote play is yeah. mandatory. <laughs> it's mandatory, but they're not like forcing people to kind of then do extra stuff, like, oh, we've got to make sure we support the Vita properly, blah, 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 blah. It's just, oh, you know, make well, sure it works. The actual support is part of the development kit, so you don't actually sure. have to re. I think it's a, um, a about the average it said the developer said it takes about five minutes to program in. <laughs> Which is excellent, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, cool. that's from a quote, so whether it's actually true or not. <laughs> okay. support, as, long, as long as you know they're not having to kind of, oh, make sure touchscreen works and back touch works for it. I mean, you know, that's whatever. So, yeah, I think the only thing they have to do is remap the controls. Yeah. So. Quick. Wicked. Uh, Glenn, lastly, how about you, pal? Um, well, these comments to me don't mean a lot. Um, they're, don't get me wrong, they're very nice of him to say, but from his perspective, of course, you know, he they, they developed games for the Vita. And um, I have a Vita. I love my Vita. I just bought a 3DS, which, as I said, hasn't arrived yet. But as I'm sitting here looking at my Vita, I'm like, Dude, it's not like I'm going to give this up to play 3DS all the time. I love this thing too much. And there there are a lot of people who say, oh, Vita sucks. It has no games and stuff. But those are the people that don't have one, you know? Yeah, the people yeah. that do have one, and it's long been said, the people who do have a Vita love the Vita, myself included. Um, yeah. There's Even if there isn't, there aren't like a lot of AAA made for Vita games, there's just so much to do on this console. And um, all the different input types that it has, when used correctly, such as Tearaway, um, really make for a, a great experience with gaming. So, the, uh, but as for his comments, you know, um, yeah, Vita owners are the. I, I don't. I don't call this really newsworthy. It's just like uh, Vita owners are the best. You know, they buy our games, of course. You know, so I, I don't. I don't see too much out of those comments. I do appreciate them, of course. But as a developer, yeah, of course you're gonna you're gonna call your consumers the best. Um, but that's just how it works. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd say yeah. we're better than all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on now. Um, PlayStation Now loading times starting to improve. Uh, this is a report. Uh, loading times for PlayStation Now are uh, reportedly improving as the service enters the second phase of its ongoing US beta. Uh, this is according to DualShockers. Uh, a number of titles have seen improvements in loading times, which uh, including Dead or Alive Five, which is the um, the best example. A significant improvement in loading times reduced from uh, fifty one point ten seconds uh, oh. to thirty five thirty six point five five seconds. Uh, also joining that is uh, uh, Wipeout HD, Guacamelee. Uh, we just talked about that, and uh, Dead Island again. Um, so yeah, uh, wow, not really. A that. minute load times. I could in that time. Plug plug out my PS4, plug in my PS3, and put in the disc for Dead or Alive Five, and start playing that on there. <laughs> yeah, um, they need to improve it a bit more. I mean, 
Yeah. I haven't actually heard much about what's going on with the beta. Have people uh, is there an NDA on it, or have people been talking about it quite openly? I don't uh, know. There is a NDA on the current beta yeah. stage right now in America. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. What? what? Oh, sweet. Finally. Oh, sorry. Um, some time ago, like a couple weeks ago, I got an invitation to join PlayStation Now for the beta. And as you were doing, as you were talking about this, I was about to complain that I haven't gotten my actual code to get the beta yet. And as I searched PlayStation Now to find the date that I first got invited uh, uh-huh. to complain about it, I saw that I actually finally did get the beta code just this morning. Nice. <laughs> so, oh, nice one, man. All right. Yeah. Also, oh, if you're European, you'll start to receive your codes in December from what I hear. Uh-huh. Um, because they don't plan to release the actual uh, PlayStation Now in Europe till 2015, early sort of springtime. Boo. Boo. Wow, a year from now? Damn. <laughs> That's, a, <laughs> That's longer their current plan for the PS Now in Europe. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Always a short but end of the Don't worry, state. I will it's... constantly pester them. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, anyone else got anything to add on PlayStation Now at all? Um, it sounds great. I can't wait for it, I guess. you know. It's, I want to hear more cool. about the pricing plans. The yeah, plans. I guess. Pricing plans and um, whether or not yeah. my like hundreds of PS Plus games will be able to be payable automatically on them. Or whether or not I'll have to get a subscription and buy them again or what have you. Well, well, we've, we've been seeing an expanding list of games available for you. I, I think the list went up to 19 not too long ago. What, yeah, okay. that was last week. From yeah. what I can hear, yours, if you own the disc, you can also stream it without actually buying it. Oh, cool. Uh, basically, what you got to do is you can put the disc in the console and then it'll act, do some sort of weird activation and then you can access that game on your account then without actually repurchasing it. Good. That, that, that sounds that's... exactly what was going to happen with the Xbox One when it was first announced. Um, but again, I can't confirm that till more details. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I, I can tell. But sorry, Gordon, you're, uh, Glenn, you're about to say something. Well, I was about to say that, that that was a concern that a lot of people had with PlayStation Now. Like, if I have all, this game already, am I going to have to pay again to play it with PlayStation Now? So I, I'm really glad to hear that Sony has been thinking about that. And you're right. Um, this is kind of similar to what Xbox was going to do. Uh, to to the part of what Xbox was originally going to do that people actually liked, uh, yeah, this is yeah. kind of similar to that. Without the oh, then you then you can't share your game with anyone else. Ha ha. ha yeah, ha, ha. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, Xbox's vision wasn't bad. I think the execution was just poor. Execution, and, the way they announced it, the other stuff around it. Yeah, lots exactly. of things. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm really glad to see that um, this is now coming, and, and maybe in the future on both consoles we'll have uh, some better services. I'm excited. Well, um, keeping in track with uh, next-gen systems, uh, we have this uh, news that PlayStation 4 has now sold 7 million consoles worldwide. This was actually rumoured a few weeks ago, but this is now official. Um, this is as of uh, April 6th, so a few weeks ago, uh, 2014, 7 million consoles sold globally. Wow, I mean, again, with sales things, you can't really say other, you know, wow, awesome, congratulations, you know. I mean, PS4 is just going from strength to strength. It would be, I would like to know, actually, it would be better if I knew well, if we knew how much Xbox One is sold, to compare it to that in the same time frame, because uh, I have no idea. Um, it's, been told that they, it's been told that they shipped yeah. 5 million to retailers. They, they haven't released any actual sales figures, but oh, they okay. shipped 5 million to retailers. Shipped. There's the yeah. key. Shipped and sold. Yeah, shipped so, yeah. is very different from sold. Yeah. Well, yes, it is. Yeah, they gave a shipment number, it was shipped uh, 4 million, but sold 3.1. So chances are yeah, it might be shipped 5 million, sold 
4 to 4.1. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, well, this, uh, this latest uh, PS4 update is, um, as far as I can see, it's sold. They don't mention shipped. So, um, wow, right. that, that's an impressive figure. Do you want to see hear the figures of uh, the best-selling consoles of all time, kind of where PlayStation 4 fits? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, go for it. Million. Perfect. So um, PlayStation 2 obviously is the best-selling console of all time with over 155 million units sold. That's you know quite a common thing. Everyone, a lot of people know that. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo DS trading behind with only by um, a confirmed one point, uh, sorry, 154 million consoles. Wow. Um, so, I mean, depending on how much over the PlayStation 2 is, it was quite close to, to a degree. Um, Game Boy, which included all versions of it, um, on possibly the Advance, oh no, not the Advance, sold 120. Original PlayStation 100, Wii 100, Xbox 360 83, Game Boy Advance 81.5, PlayStation 3 and Portable over 80 million each. Um, we all go down past the the NES, the SNES, the 3DS, the Genesis, the uh, slash Mega Drive, N64, 2600, Xbox, GameCube, Master System, Game Gear, Dreamcast, Turbo Graphics, Sega Saturn. So um, it's still ahead of the Wii U, which is 5.86 million apparently. So the but, Saturn's um, at the bottom. Sorry, so, Sega Saturn's at the bottom. Did I? Sega Saturn that? is right above Play, uh, PlayStation 4. All oh, right, okay. So yeah, 9.5. So here's my question then. Hello. With with this track record, we're only uh, half a year into this, and it's already yeah. at seven million. Do you think it's going to beat? Do you think Sony's going to beat itself and surpass the sales of the PlayStation Two? To beat the sales of the PlayStation Two, they have to uh, price about hundred hundred fifty dollars less. I think. Um, I don't. I, think I don't think it'll, it'll reach the PS Two, but I think it'll be. I'm gonna. Here, I'll sell PS3. I'm gonna say a hundred million will be its total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, reckon it'll, I, think it'll, I think it'll reach the PS2 because the PS2 was kind of higher priced when it first came out too, wasn't it? That's true, yeah. No, but um, but always seems... Eventually we get price drops, but right yeah. now like it's the beginning, so we don't have a and price drop. it's not drop. really that much higher priced. It was actually cheaper than the Dreamcast. But the market's changed yeah. quite a lot, though, in terms of yeah. what people are buying. I think you've got to factor in that. And between, this is just at the moment. We, you know, we don't in you know two, three, four, five years' time, we don't know... Well, five years' time, we don't really know. There could be like... You know, with smartphones and all that kind of stuff, we don't know how it's going to affect that kind of thing. But I definitely think it'll um, outsell the PS3. Definitely, I think we're looking at 100 million plus. And here. the 360, I reckon, as well, which yeah. is 83 million. I think it'll easily yeah. sell that. Yeah, um, definitely. It will probably outsell the original PlayStation. I think that's a that's a, that's a good solid bet to make. Quite yeah. Yeah. What, what this says to me, what this says to me, is that the console market is still very much alive. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, which makes yeah. perfect sense because it's a completely different experience with mobile devices and consoles. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm excited to see such life in the console market around both of these consoles. It's amazing. It, even if people are just buying it to play their CODs and NFLs yeah. and FIFA sure. every year, so that's, yeah. that's that's the thing. Yeah. Um, very very true. Um, but, yeah. quickly, um, just before we move on, then, Rob, uh, where did uh, what, how many um, units has the Dreamcast sold? Because I, I do love the Dreamcast, Dreamcast sold 10.6 million units, which is three ahead of the PlayStation 4 right now. All right. Um, yeah, uh, the original Xbox was 24, the GameCube was about 22. Yeah, I was going to say GameCube and Xbox were actually quite close, weren't they? So, in the yeah. UK, the Xbox didn't sell very well, but of course it sold very well in the States. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, in Japan, it didn't sell whatsoever. So basically, worldwide, <laughs> it's a lot more equal. Whereas in the States, everyone's like, the GameCube, really? Uh, didn't the GameCube <laughs> actually make a lot yeah. of profit for Nintendo because of how cheap it was to make? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they, yeah. they learned pretty, they learned off the 4 to start 
um, not making their console a loss leader, which is why they made so much money on the Wii because it sold 100 million copies, 100 million units. So, uh, yeah. Oh, is that how much the Wii? Has, has the Wii actually officially stopped selling now or what? What's the status of that? I mean, it's, um, it's still probably, games for it? It's probably still going. There's no, no, I, don't, I can't remember the last time they released a new game for it, but it's still selling. I mean, you know, it's a thing that exists there. It's a money printing machine, or was for Nintendo. So I think it started slowing down after 80 million units, though. So, yeah. yeah, after about, I think it's yeah. 82 million. It took forever to go any higher than that, really. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that was cheers for that, Rob. That was quite Almost. interesting, actually. Um, moving on now to um, this is quite an interesting topic. Uh, Sony pushed for Titanfall on PlayStation Vita, but were we'll just moving along, <laughs> but weren't ready for PS4 version. Prepare for Titanfall. Uh, yes. This. Uh, this is. Um, this was typed up a few days ago by Stephen, our oh, oh, head honcho Stephen Williamson. Uh, PC and Xbox exclusive Titanfall was a target for Sony's PlayStation Vita, but developer Respawn, Atten- en- Respawn Entertainment turned it down. Initially, Respawn had approached Sony with a view to bringing Titanfall to PlayStation 4, but at the time, Sony was not ready to reveal the specifications of its next-gen hardware. At that point, however, Sony told Respawn that it wanted to work with them on a PS Vita version of the game, which has never materialized. No reason was given for Respawn turning down Sony's offer. Uh, well, this is a the stigma hot... of handhelds. Yeah, this is quite a hot topic. <laughs> you know, old tight, you know, Titanfall not being on PS4 and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, Rob, um, you sound quite active on that. What do you want to add anything to this? I actually topic? haven't been able to play much Titanfall myself. I, um, I've heard differing views of it. I mean, it looks cool. It sounds cool. I've played like five minutes of it, and I thought it was very, very good. Um, I would Back be getting on... one, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, charts, I would be, I, yeah. I would be getting it on PC anyway because I'm a, I'm a big PC gamer. I don't have an Xbox One anyway. Um, yeah. but uh, you know it's it, with the the controls the way they are I mean they, they've they got all this kind of free running and jetpack stuff which it's not super complicated because it's still a, a thing on the console and they have to make it fun but yeah, you need a lot it needs a lot of power to, to do it I guess although did you see that the 360 version of Titanfall looks about the same as the Xbox One version yeah, of Titanfall yeah it pretty much runs at the same really? frame rate as well at 46 yeah. average <laughs> yeah wow which is what's that ridiculous. about <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not enough time to properly optimize oh, yeah. the Xbox yeah. One. It makes sense in a way because the SDK, the, the development kits for the Xbox 360 is a lot mature than the Xbox One, so it makes sense that such yeah. a good development like Bluepoint can do so well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, Glenn, what do you think? Anything to comment on that Titanfall PS Vita? Um, I'm a little curious. It, it's, it sounds strange to me. I, I think there must have been some kind of miscommunication because uh, when I hear that, I'm wondering, can the Vita do, can, can, can the Vita technically support a game like Titanfall? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I wouldn't be totally surprised if it can, but it seems like a really resource-intensive game. So it's, it's kind of like, what's going on? The whole thing just sounds a little strange to me. I don't know. Is, though, if it was designed it... for the Vita, it would have been a different game anyway. So this whole sure. would it su- yeah. would it support it wouldn't really be an issue because there would be nothing for it to be compared to. It there would be just the Vita version. Has there been a COD on Vita since that no. awful? No, there has not classified. Okay, nope. Yeah, and mercenaries. Uh, there, was, there was like a, a decent. Yeah. Was it a decent Resistance Fallen Man? No. Oh, sorry, Resistance yeah. Game no, on Vita. Was, or was it burn, burning? Burning Skies. Um, I review. I quite like Burning Skies. It was a bit. It was. It did. It. It was. It was resistance, yeah. as I can say. You know, yeah. a good, good fun, but nothing. Um, yeah. nothing groundbreaking. Um, I like Killzone Mercenary. It was my first Killzone yeah. title, so probably I'm not the right person to ask because I, obviously, it's my first experience with it, and I, I liked it. You know, it was. 
you know, I had a nice lot of um, lot of good weapons, loadouts oh, and stuff. Kills you... was an amazing game. Yeah, it was. I really liked it. The online was brilliant as well. No, no, no um, really, really smooth. Um, re- yeah, quite, um, quite addictive as well. But yeah, um, I liked it. Um, I'm not sure um, what other people thought about it. I think it got a few, got some decent reviews. I think, but uh, yeah, the average seems to be all right. Basically, high, high seventies, which in video game standards means it's all right, I guess, rather than being excellent, which it should be. But um... to me, yeah, to, that says to me, high seventies sounds like a very a good game. High, yeah, good, good to very good, or um... roughly around that. Well, I guess that's the, again the stigma of perhaps, even though, for all intents and purposes, the Vita should be able to handle an FPS. But so far, doesn't seem to have been a decent FPS or like one that everyone's like, yeah, this is an excellent game. Or have yeah. I missed something? The only issue with an FPS uh, on the Vita is the lack of R2 and L2. That is the only real issue, in my opinion. Oh, Golden I worked without two triggers. I don't know. Two triggers, I guess. You, so you I don't can know. work around yeah. two triggers, but it's just you know that's the only thing that I can yeah. see that would put it down a bit. That that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing kind of because if you play uh, a remote play on the Vita with a, with an FPS game, usually what happens is, um, and and this is quite inefficient, so I don't recommend it. But um, <laughs> the L two and R two triggers translate to or sometimes l1 and r1 triggers translate to a special part of the touchpad on the back so you tap that and it's like you're pressing one of the triggers um so I, I, tap that <laughs> hey, stop. um no uh so i'm thinking that the touchpad could come into play with certain things i don't like it like that um but i think there's there's ways to work around it see glenn with my tiny hands my L, the my fingers actually rest right next to where the L two and R two button is normally on the back back bit of the Vita, so it's perfect for me yeah. with my tiny hands. Well, my uh, hands are, my hands are like huge, so I cover like <laughs> the back of the Vita with it. So I have to be quite deliberate, which is I guess why I don't like it that way. So fair play. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah trying um War Thunder on remote play is just wow. Yeah, the uh, initial settings are uh, very, very bad on that. I think like the touchpad is fire or something, which is really oh, it's just horrendous. You have was, to. Was War Thunder that plane game? That plane game, yes, it was that, that plane, plane game. game. Yeah, World right, War Two yes. plane. Um, with, later to include uh, ground units. I uh, okay. I've been playing the hell out of that. That's um, I'm a massive World War Two aficionado. So okay. yeah, I do like that. Um, okie dokie. Uh, moving on, guys. Um, sticking with PS4 related stuff. I guess um, PS4 leads where charts again in March is NPD. Uh, this is written by Adam, an Irish correspondent. Um, God, that was terrible. Um, despite I was, was going to say, were you trying to do an Irish accent? Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing American accents for far too long now. It's just <laughs> lost in translation, man. Yeah. Paddy Power, Paddy Power. There we go. Top of the morning. Irish correspondent for you, aren't you? All the races. Despite an avalanche of advertising campaigns in the run up to Respawn Entertainment's Titanfall on Xbox One, Sony's PlayStation 4 has again reigned supreme in the hardware stakes for March, according to market research company NPD. Sony's flagship system beat off the competition for the third month running, compounded by the company announcing that it had sold over 7 million PS4s as of April 6th, as we mentioned earlier. In total, hardware sales shot up a staggering 78%, rounding up to $395 million. Wow. Um, I think, um, yeah, Sony will be cracking open the champagne, I reckon, anytime <laughs> soon. This is uh, great news. Uh, again, you know, along with the um, 7 million sold and stuff, PS4 is really doing great. And it's um, obviously March, you know. Titanfall wasn't the only big game came out. We had, obviously, for PS4, we had Infamous, 
which did really well. Um, interestingly, in the UK, Infamous did topple Titanfall, but then Titanfall managed to come back into the charts again. So obviously, I don't know what the case is with the UK. But yeah, great news for Sony in America. Um, uh, Rob, what do you think about this? Uh, it's great that it's selling. Um, I'm, I'll be interested to see if there, if someone's kind of done a graph of you know best-selling consoles or console sales over the six months, first six months of their existence. Um, yeah. I think you know the PS4 probably would be one of the best because a lot of people early adopt consoles now. Um, you know, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything particular that came out that may have spurned it on. I guess Infamous Second Son came out, but that didn't get... I mean, is the Infamous brand that strong? I'm not sure if it is. It uh, did. Um, it, it seemed to actually... Well, this one was actually the biggest selling Infamous of the series. And from yeah, what, sure. at least in the UK, it definitely did... Um, uh, it did it boosts out it did boost sales yeah. quite a lot so I think it sold a million units a million yeah a million oh okay yeah it sold a million units yeah that's in nine days okay that's fair enough yeah. that's pretty good for nine, nine days nine yeah. days since release yeah, yeah. Um, but still you know it, I mean it, it just kind of also shows a bit how Microsoft has lost so much consumer trust yeah. um, you know normally I, I, I'm, I'm a big champion of the fact that I think a lot of gamers seem to think they are more representative of the like majority than they seem to think they are like i think uh the actual kind of core gamers who were new and very angry about the xbox one stuff um were a lot less than people would have thought however you know this goes to show that i think a lot of that stuff actually end up hitting the mainstream because the bbc talked about it i think at the time so there's still probably that bit of distrust with the xbox about the xbox one and also it's a bit cheaper the ps4 and they seem to have games coming out for it other than titanfall so Maybe it's a combination of factors that means that it's selling a bit well still. I'm still surprised that yep. the new uh, Spider-Man game is now cancelled for the Xbox One. Yeah. Oh, did they cancel it? Yeah. Oh, I was ta- yeah, I was talking to my friends about that yesterday because he was gutted about it. He wanted to get it for Xbox One. Was it was it confirmed cancelled? Because last I heard it was um, they were backing they were going uh, back and forth. Last I knew it was delayed indefinitely. So. Indefinitely. <laughs> Last I read, they were Activision was working with Microsoft to try and sort it out or something. Yeah, so. um, I don't know if that's like, that's Ben. Your your comment was after that was posted. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But, um, Again, you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the problem is because this mm, is the first game. There, there was another game that was delayed on Xbox for some reason. I can't remember which game. So I'm wondering if what exactly is is going on that's making these games get delayed like that. Where's yeah, Drive Club? <laughs> well, right, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like games that are releasing for both consoles, but it gets mm-hmm. delayed on 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 one. Fair enough. Yeah, and it's not like yeah, it's, not, it's def- on both consoles. There's the Wii U, 360, PC, PS4, PS3. It's out on everything, no, pretty not much. The Vita. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Almost everything then. <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with that, but um, it's very strange, that is. Um, any um, any more comments, guys, on that at all? Or should we just want to say, um, Timefall sold technically more in the UK than Infamous. It's just it sold less that week. The week before, oh, it actually did. Right. It, it sold, I think it was Infamous sold 40,000. But Time the week before on launch sold 70,000, but Infamous launched a week later. So for actual launch windows, Titan did sell more, but just not the week Infamous came out, because it was a week later. Fair oh, cool. Fair play. Um, okay, um, last but not least, um, 
this was actually posted today by myself. Uh, funnily enough, I'm reading this out. Uh, Resident Evil 7 PS4 to be announced at E3 2014, uh, which of course takes place in June. Uh, this is according to a Japanese publication. Uh, God, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Um, Sanki Shinbom. Uh, yes, it does say that, I'm sure. I am reading the words on my screen. Uh, they report that Capcom will unveil a, uh, in, an important game at E3, and it's expected to sell uh, 5.6 million copies worldwide. Uh, Resident Evil 7 isn't explicitly mentioned, but it's uh, you know a major Capcom game. It's not, you know it's uh, pretty obvious that Resident Evil is a pretty big candidate there. Um, also, there's been a lot of rumours about Resident Evil 7 being announced at E3, so um, it sounds quite um, well. Obviously, I'm gonna I hope that it's true, but um, uh, but also it's interesting that this was rumoured to be an Xbox One exclusive at one point, but um, Obviously, this has been quashed in this report because they mentioned PS4. Uh, just because they mentioned that only, however, does not mean it's an exclusive. It's just uh, it's worth pointing out that these guys usually only mention PlayStation in, uh, when it comes to mainstream press. So um, we're probably, presumably, we will get an Xbox One version. Well, this, um, uh, you're talking about like uh, the Shankei Shimbun is the name of the. It's um, a Japanese yeah. industrial and economic newspaper. So yeah, they're likely only talk about Sony because it's a Japanese company, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, Resident Evil 7, guys, um, E3. Well, I, um, I'd i like to see what Capcom's going to do with the series. I think that's all I'm going to add now. I just go off. I, I probably spend the rest of the podcast talking and speculating about this. Uh, I didn't think it would be this soon, actually. I thought maybe they'd take um, a bit more of a break before announcing it. Uh, announcing new Resident Evil. I thought maybe perhaps they'd reboot um, Dino Crisis or Onimusha before going to that. Well, I can hope, you know. <laughs> Everyone can hope for a new Dino Crisis, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was rumoured at some point, so you never know. Or just, I don't know, just maybe another edition of Street Fighter 4 or something on top of Ultra. Ultra Turbo Edition, Collector's Edition, God knows what else. But there we go. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? Um, what do you reckon, Resident Evil 7, 3 3? Uh, Woof, that was close. You were nearly a Jill yeah. sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Barry. Thanks for saving my life. <laughs> I don't know. I I've kind of hopped off the Resident Evil series by now. I played a bit of Five Cop and that was fun, but Six didn't seem to do it for me really. Um, even though I had Leon in it, and everyone loves Leon because he's, you know, it's only his second day on the job um, or his first day. Can't remember. It's the day before his retirement. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that wasn't that uh, cliche, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if ever a giraffe with the penis as the logo, I'm sure I'll be back on board. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Resident Evil Six logo when they first announced it was like a giraffe with a penis? That was the joke. So uh, or, a gen- yeah. or a giraffe giving head. Also, yeah, surely like it's not going to be Resident Evil Seven. Everyone knows that a five point five million seller game is obviously going to be Mega Man Ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's um, if it's expected to sell that much, it can only be Resident Evil or Street Fighter. Mm. So um, and I don't think Street Fighter Resident is coming Fighter Four. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're running out of um, sequels for his name. M. Bison yeah. is now the uh, leader of Umbrella. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. he's created the Shadowloo virus, which turns people into uh, kind of weird zombie people, and there are special zombie classes, the Balrogus, <laughs> Balrogus. Um, and the um, Sagata, Sagat Tyrant, uh, Sagat Tyrant, there we go. Sagat Tyrant. Um, the the Delzians. Yeah. Yeah, they, they stretch their arms to smack you and bite you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah expanding limbs, yeah. <laughs> they stretch their neck forward to bite you occasionally. Yeah. Um, zombie flame! Uh, how about... 
<laughs> How about you, Glenn? Any comments on this at all? I don't, actually, I don't think I've ever asked you if you're a Resident Evil fan or not. I have not played Resident Evil. Um, what, at all? No, not at all. Not wow. at all. Mike, Where's Mike, been, okay, okay, <laughs> this is fine. You don't, have to, you don't have to kill him, okay. Roy Sands. <laughs> Calm down. It's like this. I get this reaction. I get I this kind of reaction all yeah. the time because I don't know if I'm just overly sheltered. Or, okay. I, I first <laughs> saw Star Wars and Lord of the Rings last summer for the first time. Get out. Wow. Glenn, I can relate to that actually. I'm well, um, I saw Lord of the Rings um, when it originally came out, but Star Wars I was quite late to. And um, yeah. I'll tell you one thing as well I haven't seen any Batman movies at all, so I know exactly. I come, I, I'm, I totally um, sympathize with you there. It's I mean, not people, that I don't like the series, the series or anything, it's just that I don't tend to watch a lot of movies, and yeah. So- People will say, "Oh, you've seen this, right?" And I'll be like, "No." Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, but this is game, so it's kind of different. No, I just haven't. I just haven't gotten to play it yet. Is all. Well, I'm, not, I'm not close to playing it, but I just haven't yet. Well, here's a tip for you: don't play any games after four. Play four or the Resident Evil remake. <laughs> if you don't play see. five or six. No, don't bother with those. Play Resident Evil. If you want to see what Resident Evil was meant to be like, play Resident Evil 1, 2, or 3. If you want to see Resident Evil, um, the new style of Resident Evil, but done right, play Resident Evil 4. Where does Zero fit in this, Mike? Zero, oh, zero, sorry. All right, Zero, 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> <laughs> I played Zero just recently. I can't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, well, I get Ben, um, I, ben um, I, don't, I guess you don't have much to add to this. Resident Evil, you're not a big fan, are no, you? I'm not a huge remember. fan of Resident Evil, to be honest. So, What, what Resident Evil games have you actually played? I've played four, if... some are five, and I got frustrated at six. <laughs> I got frustrated at six. Cool. Some are <laughs> five, frustrated at six. Cool, we can see where this is going then. Um, I played some of one, the remake, the, uh, the remake on GameCube. And it got to a point where I was like, ah, you know, I, I kind of want to play it for the story. I should start playing with a guide. And about yeah, five minutes into looking for a guide, I thought, this is not a way to play a video game. And uh, that's as far as I got. I'm sorry, Mike. No, um, you you meant, actually mentioned this like year, um, a couple two years ago when you first right. joined that. It was um, UK. Uh, oh, I can't remember the quote you said. It's like your gaming brain just advanced too much for the old style of Resident Evil or something yeah, like that. <laughs> I was trying to play it like a Zelda dungeon. I was like trying to clear each room as I went and it didn't work yeah. very well. So yeah. No, yeah. No, no, that's cool, man. You know, um, um, anyone who, uh, yeah, if um, I actually, I probably think Resident Evil Four is a better place to start with Glenn because I think Resident Evil um, One will probably make him faint. <laughs> yeah, Resident <laughs> how Evil... archaic it is. <laughs> Resident Evil Four. I mean, I played it for the first time only like two or three years ago. It still kind of holds up pretty well. It's just been mm. re-released a lot of HD versions, so you know, easy to get. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for that, guys. That's all the um, news, and I'm actually going to. Um, I wish I had a piece of paper to simulate this, but um, I'm actually going to take our topic of the week in my hands, scrunch it up, throw it over my shoulder, because we're not talking about this boring firmware crap. We're going to talk about cosplay today, because Rob's cosplay. here. And I, yes, oh, okay. we are going to talk about cosplay, <laughs> because Rob's here, and it's a different thing. We never really talked... It's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. We've never talked about it before, and I'm quite actually interested to hear more about it, actually. Okay. Uh, yes, um, cosplay, for uh, those of you who don't know, um, I guess you've been living under a rock for, what, the last... How long has it been going for, Rob? 20 years or something? Um, since the late, uh, late 70s, I believe. Oh, well, there uh, we go. Longer than that, yes. I mean, and, uh, you know, cos- cosplay is... Um, another word for fancy dress to a degree. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people would be very angry at me calling it that. It's you know advanced fancy dress. It's more advanced. serious fancy dress. But yeah. 
you know, you go to a convention and you're a nerd and you perhaps you've bought like a <laughs> uh, Superman costume. You can start saying you're a Superman cosplay. A lot of people would probably tear you apart for it, but whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot, one of the things that people say about cosplay is it's about making the costume yourself, whether you're sewing something or if you're putting individual parts together. That's kind of cosplay, you know, embodying a character through, you know, your own passion commitment. Awesome. And of, as we mentioned earlier, you are, your passion is with um, M. Bison, obviously, and you made this costume. Bison. Yes. Yeah. You made this yourself, didn't you? Am I right? Yes. I um, uh, Most of it's made myself. The hat is an actual military hat. I believe it's Royal Gunnery or Royal Military Police or some kind um, with um, the Elizabeth Royal logo um, removed, and I put a Shadaloo-style winged skull on stead, instead. Uh, and everything else I've put together myself sewed it together um i've got boots i've got armor which i've made from a thermoplastic called warbler which is um all right an excellent uh cosplaying tool it's like um uh kind of a woody pulp thing that's made into plastic which you can heat up with a hairdryer or a hot air gun which the latter's a bit better and then it kind of molds to whatever you want it to do and as it cools it stays in the in the shape that you just molded it to so you know i molded um the arm around my hands for bison's uh van braces and around the boots for his greaves etc etc so, wicked yes. um how long did it actually take you to like fi- finish the actual thing you know to like wear it and stuff so originally uh when i first did uh, finish the costume like, i'm uh, outside of the hat because i made the hat years ago i never got around to the main costume and i was going to a convention last year called icon which is it was unfortunately it was the last one last year but it was one of the best oh. uh, anime conventions in the uk everyone loved it, it was at the um, University of Warwick in Coventry, um, so it's a location in the country. Um, excellent parties, excellent guests, excellent panels. So you know, it was basically the perfect anime convention. It was very, very good. So shame that's had to finish. So I was always to make M Bison, and I think so. We went. I got went to the con on Friday morning, is when we drove up, uh, and I started sewing it the Thursday before. And I hadn't actually sewed anything in my entire life. I hadn't used a sewing machine. <laughs> Borrowed it from my old housemate. Uh, got some fabric, and um, by the Wednesday or Thursday, I'd, I'd you know made all these. I made the trousers, I made uh, the jacket. All I needed to do uh-huh. was the armor. So it took me about a week. Um, you know, this is um, spending all the weekend pretty much doing it, and my afternoons after work kind of uh, doing stuff. So um, you know, it depends on how much you're doing. I mean, in Bison, I guess it's technically quite easy. It's just two garments of clothing, and with uh-huh. the thermoplastic, the warbler very easy to make the armor for it when i remade the armor recently to be much better it took me two afternoons i think to do it and then like another All afternoon right. to paint it so yeah very quite quick if you do it correctly awesome man um, i'll yeah. come back to you in a sec rob i'm just sure. quickly Sorry. i um no 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 this is the whole point man it's um like your show here with this i mean i'm addition <laughs> to find out <laughs> um i haven't actually dressed up um well obviously i've just up before but it's not not as cosplay like this i'm got uh, just for rest um ben and um glenn have you guys actually done any cosplay at all no Even i've if never it's done it like... you haven't all oh, right okay how about you glenn who am i who am i gonna cosplay at? like there is no one to cosplay as that's like a black dude yeah. um you could do uh oh god what's his name raven from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> hey let's do hey oh this, you could do token black character from this game yeah. you should cosplay as yeah. him yeah. tekken uh tekken uh tekken uh resident evil's See? kenneth j sullivan who gets his head bit off in the first minute of the game <laughs> for me like there's um 
John Stewart, the black lad, the Green Lantern. Sorry. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't really care about you know making the character look totally authentic or something, then I could play as just about anyone. But yeah. I kind of do. Like it, it would be weird to see a uh, black Ash Ketchum running around or, or something like that. <laughs> you, you, there are. I mean, um, I I, 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 I've seen that. It's the thing. I mean, obviously, I understand your you know the problem. There is a lot of uh, uh, not very many characters in nerd, in general nerdery that are people of color They're, everything's whitewashed which is you know another <laughs> for another time um you know I, I know a few um you know cosplayers of color who they they they, they don't care sometimes i mean i i've seen um a black dude cosplay as Kakap sakura which has been pretty amazing um i know people that have uh, uh black wonder woman i know uh um asian ash ketchum you know it's um sorry in indian if I might say, Isn't Ash Ketchum Asian? Oh, okay, all right. Yes, I remember. Yeah, um, about to cut myself up there. But again, also as you said, yeah, we have all these white people cosplaying as Japanese characters, and like, oh yes, this is how it's supposed to be. Yay! <laughs> um, so you know, uh, uh, the main thing with cosplay is really <clears throat> people that complain about cosplayers, people that actually don't cosplay themselves. When the cosplayers don't care, you know, your size, your creed, your race, what have you. I mean, they're just kind of like, oh, hey, cool! You look great in your costume. Obviously, yourself, you want to perhaps portray something that kind of a bit more properly, and, and, that, and that's cool. You know, um, like I wouldn't do John Stewart the Green Lantern because I definitely wouldn't do that as a white guy. That would be ridiculous and racist. I wouldn't do, you know, Nick, uh, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, uh, I can't. Remember. Who's the? Never remember. Is it Falcon from um, Captain America Two? And I guess an uh, uh, Avenger in general. Nick uh, Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury. I've seen many Nick Fury cosplayers. In fact, I've put a Bison hat on one of them, uh, and it looked excellent on him. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's. Um, Do you know yeah, who my favorite cosplayer is? Have you heard of Have you heard of Vensy? V e n s y. V e n s y. Let me look. Let me look them up. Here, let me let me show you. I, I'm sorry for our, our listeners. You can't see this, but if you go to Vensy.net, v e n s y dot net, her Prop. photos, her photography is all there. She is phenomenal. Oh, she's not cool. the one who. She's not the one in my um, signature on PSU dressed up as Elizabeth from Bioshock, is it? I she don't was fantastic. Know, but she did. She's done like League of Legends characters and anime characters, and she she just it's really good. She's really good. Yeah. Uh, right. net. Check out her yeah. portfolio there. You'll see her photos. She's she's amazing. She uh, makes a lot of props as well. That's pretty cool. She does um, make props. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, cool, yeah. If I, so. if I did any cosplay, I'd probably be uh, Choji from Naruto. I'd probably get a body <laughs> build for that. I have no oh, idea. Naruto what cosplays. There's a myriad of characters I'd love to be. I'd dye my hair blonde and go as Wesker. I'd dye my hair blonde and go as. Well, I don't know if this is considered cosplay. I'll go as Spike from Buffy. I've always wanted to try that. No, no, no. That, that is cosplay. That's cosplay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, God. Um, I don't know. Nathan Drake. Um, <laughs> anyone, man. Nathan, and John Marston. Sully or Barry Burton, <laughs> even better, Barry Burton Barry for Burton, an epic yeah. beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Rob, um, one thing I wanted to know is what are the, yes. in general, um, if, if it's possible, what are the um, what are cosplayers like as people? I hear they're actually really cool guys, some of the nicest people you could meet. They're, they're really cool. I mean, they just like people who kind of cosplay. They like to cosplay. They're not very judgmental at all. Um, yeah. Also, it's not... You know, it's definitely not a male-dominated field, so um, there's a lot of women doing it, and you know, yeah. women nerds are very nice people generally. Um, yeah, so, I would love uh, to meet one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I, I know a lot of um, 
the the benefit of me what I do at, co- at conventions is I not only do I cos- cosplay as M Bison, but I also put my M Bison hat on other cosplayers and take pictures of them. And because of this, I've been able to uh, meet a lot of people, a lot of cool people, um, a lot of women, a lot of dudes, and you know they're all just very nice, very friendly people. They just like kind of dressing up as people that they that, you know that they're interested in, and they love kind of being able to act as them, have pictures taken of them. You know they, they don't really care whether or not you're doing it perfectly, whether or not you're Oh, you know, you're using the best material, or if it's a p- perfect thing, or if you're seen yeah. in the right place, you know, <clears throat> that's down to the cosplayer themselves if they want to be perfect like that. Um, so yeah, generally, they just don't care. I mean, as long as you're got a passion for it. I mean, the only thing they tend to get a bit annoyed about is if you're um, you kind of bought like a, a pre-made costume, you know, like oh hey, it's a Supergirl costume you can get, and like and you get, and you enter a, a cosplay competition in that costume because it's like well. A lot of these people have taken, you know, hours, days, months making yeah, costumes, making, and yeah, you've spent cheated. ten pound, ten pound fifty on this uh, costume you bought in your local fancy dress shop. You know, that's fine, but it's not costume worthy. It's not uh, contest worthy. But generally, yeah. otherwise, I don't care anyway. Really, it's just, um, yeah, it's just uh, they're just generally quite cool people. They, they, they like, they have got a passion for it, and they appreciate other people with a passion for it. Really. Wicked. Well, if I do end up meeting you at this event, I demand you put your bison hat on me. You will definitely get it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I believe they're doing like a competition from all the like um, the the journos to like win something. And of course, I'm going to offer uh, a picture with my hat as one of the prizes for winning. Yeah, so. I was going to say I wasn't actually <laughs> sure what. As far as I understand, it's a preview event for um, the Ultra Street Fighter Four. Is that right? Um, Ultra uh, Street Fighter Four, I believe so. Yeah. Yes, that's that's yes. how I told to believe. Yeah, and the um, the tournament is like this ex- kind of extra thing they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you know it's a, it's a fighting game, so you know. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> get my arse. Unfortunately, and... unfortunately one, and I know the guy from because uh, I work for Imagine Publishing, which does. Uh, Games TM play uh, X One um, and oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now Gamer, uh, and I know the, the 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 guy going from our games magazines, Ryan King. He is one of the best fighting game players among the games press in the country. So uh, <laughs> basically, and if he wasn't going, it would be uh, editor of Play Magazine, Luke Alberge, who is perhaps the second best. Uh, like basically, him and Ryan King are like the two best um, fighting game people in the in the in the office and two of the best fighting game people in the games press in the uk so either way they're probably going to win uh oh, right yeah why uh, is it supporting anyone turning up <laughs> pretty much, yeah i mean I'm, I'm gonna be practicing myself so that i can um uh you know pose a bit of a threat as master bison himself uh even though he's been nerfed <laughs> since super oh. street before um, oh, if only it was a Tekken tournament, I might actually be able to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, great. There's me um, lots of cosplayers. I know uh, my friend Chloe's going as a Kami, and she's got a very, very good Kami cosplay, so uh, that oh, should wicked. be cool. Um, when I f- second time I wore my Bison cosplay, I was kind of walking out of the uh, ex- uh, sorry, the Earl's Court at Eurogame, and I saw her kind of walking across the show floor on the other side as he just got changed into Kami. I was like, no, I need to get a cos- picture with you, but she'd already disappeared before I could find her. So, uh, yeah. And what's like, um, you mentioned that, um, the, that cosplay show, which was um, that's, uh, not with us anymore, Sally. What, what was that called again? What, Iacon? Yeah, Iacon, yeah. Um, uh, so what... Iacon was, a, uh, just a, was a anime convention, right. which is a very loose term these days. Basically, anime convention is, hey, you like anime and Japanese stuff, but you probably also like video games and My Little Pony and Doctor Who. So it's kind of like anime with a, a twist of everything else nerdy. So um, I yeah. wish I'd went last year. I'd... What I, I kicked myself. I actually the first year I actually donated money to help little Karubo go. 
Yeah. And I never went. Yeah. It's a shame because uh, yeah, I, 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 it was the first time I've been to a big convention before. I normally go to this small convention called Manami um, Commons in Southampton, which is a really nice core convention of 300 people. Nice. Um, uh, events and a little disco and karaoke, which I always... Uh, <laughs> I shred my voice singing Japanese theme tunes. It's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, basically they've got this great little community. It's basically the con elite to go to Manami Commons. So you're going to have a good time there because every because about 200 people there are other people who are the best, you know, the, the kind of the cool con people who they're funny, they put on good events and they do good costumes. And then the extra hundred is kind of people who just aren't part of that community really, but they get to experience it. So, you know, it's a really kind of cool thing. Um, well, but yeah, we actually had a conversation. Uh, well, actually, had a, actually had one in my town recently. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Cool. Uh, a sci-fi convention in Scarborough. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. How did that go? Uh, it went well, actually. Uh, there was quite a lot of good cosplay there as well. Uh-huh. I was very surprised. Yeah, cosplay is getting better. You know, people like yeah. Jessica Niggery and Yaya Han making cosplay much more main- mainstream. I mean, there's their own problems with that because um, they're making cosplay from making excellent costumes to uh, get your boobs out uh, for the costume, which is you no, know, that's, that's fine. That's 100 cool. Like you, you, they can do that. That's if they want to do that. That's cool. <laughs> the problem is like it's causing problems with. Um, kind of how cosplay is viewed by a lot of people, which is you know, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of other problems, a whole host of other problems to do with that, other than them getting their tits out. But it's not helping matters. So yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned about it becoming more mainstream because it was actually um, featured on um, this morning. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> uh, you, what you saw that? I saw. I saw the um, someone took a video of it, and I saw the video of what yeah. happened during it. What um, do you think of that? <laughs> so. Uh, it was very weird. Like uh, the Zero Suit Samus that went there, I, I'd actually um, I'd met like a week before at uh, Kitacon, which was a convention in Birmingham. Um, oh right. Yeah, uh, she actually wore my bison hat. I've got a lovely bison hat photo of her in my gallery. Uh, she seemed really cool, actually. Yeah, she she was great, and she had a the pretty cool um, like Samus Aran helmet, which she then put on or tried to put on Philip Schofield, which was. <laughs> Which for English people is a very thing, weird thing to hear that Philip Schofield was trying to wear Samus Aran's helmet. Um, <laughs> But I wish I'd been in London at the time because um, I actually heard the call originally for cosplayers to go there. Oh, right. I like, if I was in London, I would have definitely have gone as M. Bison and then got him to pose in my Bison. Oh, my God. Him with oh, M. Bison. Yeah. Although the main problem is M. Bison is very much looks like SS. I mean, his, his outfit <laughs> is very much based on the SS. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't have worked very well with having, you know... Oh, yes. Oh, I, think it, I think it looked amazing, to be honest. It would have looked amazing, but also it would have been... Ofcom getting thousands of complaints because yeah. Oh, yeah. Nazis were on um, <laughs> Nazis were on uh, British television and like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm sorry to um, sort of alienate you there, Glenn. Um, uh, this morning is just like a general kind of um, show over here where they go over pretty much everything, fashion news, all that kind of stuff, and um, they uh, they had a segment on cosplay over there, and um, obviously um, you know Rob being a cosplayer and stuff, I mentioned it to him. Uh, I think they had they had um, Samus there, as you said, uh, they had. Uh, I think they had, um, is it Doverkin? Is that how you pronounce they, it? They had like a, a, a Doverkin uh, guy yeah. from like some ridiculous armor, which again, he was at Ketikon. I didn't actually see him, but uh, oh. I haven't played Skyrim, but it was like one of the final armor sets you get for um, you on the main character. Yeah, and they had uh, another Elder Scrolls um, character. I, I can't remember who that was. And uh, I think they had Judge Dredd, didn't they? A girl just Yes, she was Dredd. a la- well, she was Sorry, lady. Judge. Yeah. yeah. It was a different, different judge from the same, you know. Uh, 2018 universe which i was dread oh, by right. which one um but i've actually seen her and her judges at different conventions they're like i think they were commissioned by 2000 ad or the film company that did the recent dread so 
Yeah, yeah. they got good costumes. Wow. Man, yeah. I almost, uh, I almost um, feel sorry to say, um, well, let's move on now, because that was actually really <laughs> interesting. That was great. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Rob. No worries. Um, yes, and anyone wants um, any tips on how to become M. Bison, just um, email Rob. Or... Yes. <laughs> you must, Rob, must first you think... um, embrace psycho power. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Rob, do you think I'd make a good um, Choji? I actually don't know Naruto well enough to know who that is. Small fat so, person eats a lot of food. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you should be, I don't know, who's some awesome guy from Naruto. Naruto, is Naruto good in Naruto? Yeah, but the thing is, I'm Believe fat, it. So I have to be a small fat person that eats food. All right, okay. If you want to be. You, don't, you don't have to be, walk... dude. You can be whatever you want. It's cosplay. True, but <laughs> it would, it would give me an excuse to walk around with a packet of crisps. Fair enough. <laughs> because he walks around eating food a lot, so it would give me an excuse. To walk around the right. Oh dear. <laughs> of a packed by Sonica. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> From the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been questioning me, that a lot over the past few days. <laughs> but for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so of I, course. You need to. Um, do you use uh, pictures to, as a feature pictures for the podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should use the picture of me with my M. Bison cake. It's excellent. Uh, oh yes, of course. We'll put, it in, <laughs> put it in anything in the um, article itself. Okay, guys. Well, that was cosplay with Rob Sweatsloop uh, or M Bison. Um, thanks for that, Rob. That was really Thank cool. Thank you, Rob. Um, yeah, actually, guys, if any of you are a cosplayer yourself or even think of doing it, then um, just drop us um, drop us a comment in the um, article um, that will be posted up in the podcast, or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Um, okay, guys, let's go to some reviews now. We have three that have gone up this week. I'm uh, just going to find them. First up is. Um, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate Deluxe Edition. That's a mouthful. Um, this was reviewed by uh, Gary, the Russian comrade Gary. Um, he gave us a 6 out of 10. He, uh, he summarised, uh, though it was dubbed the Deluxe Edition, its inclusions of extra costumes, a small graphical upgrade from the Vita version, and an increase in enemy encounters can't have distinguished Blackgate from its handheld roots. Blackgate is an entertaining title that links well with, what, with, the, with where the overarching Arkham Origins story was going. It's just a shame that the title's handheld origins weren't improved upon. Uh, he likes the uh, great voice acting, uh, the motion comic cutscenes, and the fact that combat is still fun. However, he dislikes various bugs and glitches, frustrating boss fights, and the fact that the story drags. Um, I remember reading reviews about this or, or um, gazing over a few when it was first uh, out on um, on Vita and that, and um, it was kind of a, a middling to decent review scores. So it doesn't look like it's been improved upon. Um, has anyone played Black Gates 2? I mean, a bat- I know you're a massive Batman fan, Rob. Have you played this? Black, no. I tend to avoid um, handheld versions. Handheld, kind of yeah, of course, yes. So, yeah. yeah, nothing um, of picking it up on PS3 at all. Uh, it sounds like I don't need to. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. <laughs> Next up, guys, uh, this is again by Gary, uh, Mercenary Kings for PS4. Uh, he gave us an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarizes, despite the repetition, Mercenary Kings offers an addictive customization system and, all ar- and a good all-around shoot up experience. He likes uh, great pixel art and animation, uh, the local and online co-op for up to four players, and the addictive gun customization. Uh, he dislikes the repetitive missions and earning less money in co-op. Uh, but overall, that's um, a solid game there. Um, I haven't played this at all. I don't know if any of you guys got anything to add on this at all, no? I actually kickstarted it, and I oh, have right. code for the beta, but I haven't got around to playing it yet because I'm a terrible human being, even though I hear it's excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I kickstarted it on, on the promise of, oh, hey, it's, you know, 
like Metal Slug, but awesome, but new. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> um, and and I, I hear it's like you know open world and all the gun upgrades and stuff. So yeah, it sounds pretty excellent. And I'm when I get a moment, I'm definitely just give it a go. Wicked man. Uh, last but not least, um, we have the Wolf Among Us episode three, a Crooked Mile review. This is by Carl Prowl. Uh, he gave it an 8.5 out of 10, so another decent title, or very good title. Uh, a Crooked Mile pushes Wolf's story forward in a way that isn't just about what's potentially coming next. This is exciting, unsettling interactivity that makes only a few missteps before episodes end. Uh, Carl liked the uh, perfect pacing, intense dialogue choices, and investigations foster less linear gameplay. However, he disliked the glitches, uh, the fact that the glitches that are present break the immersion and the illusion of participation. Um, as I said, he gave us an eight out of five, and this is the uh, Telltale. Is it Telltale Games who made this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, along with the uh, they do the Walking Dead as well. Um, yeah, that was episode three, a crooked, uh, crooked mile of uh, Wolf Among Us. Um, okay, guys, that's all. Um, oh, actually, before we move on, um, anyone played this at all, or any of the Wolf Among Us games at all? Because I haven't. No, sorry. No, I haven't. But I do love the. Um, I do tend to like games with good stories and dialogue choices and whatnot so yeah yeah i love the walking dead and um actually that's um good news that's coming to finally coming to vita that is um next <laughs> week so i am so picking that yeah I, yeah exactly i'm sure it was the end of march they said but originally but yeah i i played through the walking dead um twice um in a row i loved it uh, i can't wait to pick this up um the only problem is when you're coming into it when it's being released you have to wait for the next one because obviously episode one i got the full set so it was one after the other but yeah i can't wait Okay, um... Uh, before we leave reviews... Yeah? Uh, just saying my review should be up for Fantasy fourteen by next week, hopefully. Yeah, it will be. It'll be up. It'll oh, be yeah, up. And you've been really enjoying that, Ben. Yeah, it will be yeah. out this... Um, it will be out... Um, put up tomorrow. Uh, this is obviously Saturday night we're recording, so it'll be up on Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, by the time this goes live, it will yeah. be up. Um, and actually, that's actually a good place to segue, actually, because uh, we're on to what we've been playing now. And why don't we start with you, Ben? What have you been playing? I think we might well, guess. <laughs> well, uh, well I, I had to put a lot of research, a lot of hard work into the Final Fantasy XIV review, so I've had to play that a lot, you know, for research purposes. <laughs> mm, <of> <laughs> I didn't get to sleep much this week, you know, because that's how much I love I love writing for PSU. I, I just had to put that much research into the game. Um, also riding around on a fat trucker boat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty... And, and having Moogles dance for me as well. Because if you bring the wind-up Moogle next to another wind-up Moogle, uh-huh. all the Moogles start dancing. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's also funny when you can see, like, uh, like 20 or 30 Moogles in one of the big cities and they're just all dancing in a circle. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, and because I've, I've been playing it since launch of the PS3, I also got my Behemoth mount as well, so I've got a giant Behemoth mount to ride upon. But my race is obviously the only one that's small enough to actually... When he sits on the actual um, seat piece of the mount, he spreads his legs because all the others have to crouch to fit on the on the actual mount. He just sort of... Like a dimple on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. A lot of RSU 14, you know, for research reasons. Oh, research and purposes, reviewing. of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Oh, dear. Sorry about that. But, yeah, that's about it, really, to be honest, this week. Cool, man. Well, that's understandable, oh, and, actually. And Janitor Simulator. And what, sorry? Janitor Simulator on the PC. Oh, right. You play a, a janitor, janitor in space. Okay. Wow, Janitor Simulator. Jeez, how many of <laughs> these simulator games are you going to bring out? Well, it's amazing. They'll be making it. serious simulators and then Goat Simulator broke it. So. Yeah. yeah. Is well, it I, like I a... do recommend 
it's called Visicara something it's basically look it up on Steam Visicara it should pop up straight away it's early access right now it's £5.99 and you unlock that plus Shadow Warrior Janitor Simulator and Sant as well Oh. it also has online co-op online co-op alright that made like are they making like a toxic waste simulator as well or something like that probably I'm sure they've I'm sure they've done well, there's a there's a cat simulator being made. Oh so. my god! Feels like they're just throwing stuff out of Velcro wall and hoping it sticks. <laughs> tip, everyone, new developers, I'll give you a tip. The next big game will be Goldfish Simulator. Goldfish Simulator. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh dear. Cool. Um, thanks for that, Ben. I'm glad to see you also enjoyed Final Fantasy. Um, for research, of course, you know, not pure enjoyment. Yes. Um. <laughs> Uh, playing as we're podcasting right oh, now. That's what's said. Uh, okay, let's move on to Glenn. What have you been playing, mate? I know you're a busy bunny with your um, uh, various studying and everything. Have you found time for any gaming? Yeah, things are looking up. Um, my semester ends in just a couple weeks here. This week, I got a 14-page research paper done in three days and a community video thing that I'm wrapping up. So things have kind of been lightening a little bit. And I got some time in for some Final Fantasy X um, a little bit of Tearaway, which I'm still working through for the first time. Oh, that's but great. I have specifically made time to play Guild Wars 2 because we it just had a big um, a big feature update. And so they changed the wardrobe and they, they changed a, bu- a bunch of things. But most notably, uh, they added mega servers to yeah. Guild Wars 2. And, oh, was, yes. in like the, was in like the original Guild Wars style mega servers, do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't play the original Guild Wars. Oh, okay. I played it too. But it's... I, I like it. Some people really don't like it, I guess, because it's different. They're, they're used <laughs> to things being a certain way on a certain server, and so now they've kind of shuffled the deck. But um, I think it's pretty cool. Now you'll go around the starting zones, and there are a bunch of people there instead of feeling like you're playing all by yourself all the time. So um, uh, that and I've been playing some League of Legends as well. Um, I, started, I started a few ranked games, and so I've been um, playing that really well. I've been playing Ziggs most. So um, I've I've got some more school stuff to do at the beginning of this week, but hopefully I'll get some more gaming in a little later. Cool, man. It's it's weird, but every time you say mega servers, for some reason all I can think of is the Megazord from Power Rangers. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just every time. It's you because say I'm it, here. That's reason. why you're thinking of Power Rangers, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably, but I don't know. It's, you know, it's it's a lot of the times he says mega. For some reason, it's just the first thing that pops. Dragonzor. I'm hey, sorry ben. about that. <laughs> hey Ben. Mega servers. Damn it! Uh, At this rate, the theme songs that start playing in the head. Vulcan <laughs> skulls more time is the best. Dogosaurus! Dogosaurus! That's my uh, leg- legacy morpher. Um, properly rebuilt, die-cast, um, original Power Rangers morpher that when you pull down the morph button, it goes uh-huh. to the Power, the Power Rangers theme. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Currently oh, with the Mastodon power coin in it because once you go black. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's just taking me back. Supposedly, uh, Rob, the, I don't know if you watched the guy, Linkara. Linkara, he's been doing a history uh, of Power Rangers. I need to, he's, is he yeah. actually going to. Was he doing a thing where he's going to stop doing a top of the 4 and actually finish it because he needs to finish it, man? I, I don't know. <laughs> I would like him to do it, but doesn't he have a, the actual uh, set piece for the. I'm sure he, had, he said he got the. Dagger from the actual show. Oh, well, like like yeah, a, the... a prop dagger from the show. That's cool. Yeah, the actual prop dagger from the show from of the Green. Oh, Ranger. cool. That's excellent. I mean, yeah, they've they've got a, they've just brought out the Legacy Dragon Dagger, which is 
a one to one recreation of that prop and it's beautifully die cast and painted and it's got the original sounds oh. and stuff and it's about 70 quid but it's kind of worth every penny even though it's oh, quid. Kind of, yeah. I was expecting 200 yeah <laughs> Uh, it should be out here soon. When you were saying that expensive, I was thinking here, thinking, oh, it's going to be like a yeah, grand, isn't yeah, it? I, it's just, I, I, and I kind of want it now. Uh, the Legacy quid. Morphe I got was, was 50 quid. And it, came, it came with all f- uh, the five original power coins. You can get a gold uh, Green Ranger, White Ranger one, which comes with the... Um, it's just like a gold power morpher with the uh, Dragon coin and yeah. White Tiger coin. So, yeah. So that is pretty yeah. cool. Oh, man, that takes me back, that does. Uh, school <laughs> mornings watching Power Rangers, man. Brilliant. Um, actually, um, Rob, we'll move it to you now about uh, what games you've been playing, mate. Well, funny you should be talking about Power Rangers stuff. Have you heard of a game called Chroma Squad? Yes, I have, vaguely. Yes. Indie Sentai Studio game. Um, so I kickstarted this uh, in summer of last year. Um, and the promise of it was a, um, an indie uh, tactical RPG game uh, where you're creating a, a Sentai show with your actors and stuff and basically you know you got to fight the villains and stuff uh to a certain rules to gain as much audience as you can uh-huh. uh, in a classical power rangers or super sentai which is the japanese version of power rangers kind of way um the beta for that was really oh, sorry the alpha for that was released to backers um a couple of weeks ago ahead of pax east because they had a playable demo there um so I've been playing that a fair bit, I'm going to be honest, more than I should have done for like a, um, a demo that takes about 20 minutes to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, if you've played, like, it's Final Fantasy Tactics, um, any other Japanese strategy, sorry, tactics tactics game where, you know, you've got the, the blocks on the field and you've got to move your characters um, in a turn to kind of different blocks and they've got different attacks and special abilities. Um, they've kind of added more of a teamwork element to it because it is uh, based on Sentai and Power Rangers. Right. Um, and each... Um, hero has got a different specialty which gives them different special attacks um, but everyone has got the same kind of attack as well uh, but as well as having you know, the different uh, skills and uh, roles, the different actors will give you different um, uh, abilities like you know, one actor um, is terrible at fighting but will give, give you more audience which means you can actually chromatize which is their version of morphing earlier because of course like like every Power Rangers Sentai thing you kind of enter the battle you know in your civilian form, and uh, then at some point after a little bit of a fight with the mooks, you transform and then uh, fight the ultimate boss monster, uh, and you can do that however you way you want in Chroma Squad. Uh, you know it's fun. It's um, like a 16-bit, 32-bit color uh, sprites style bit. Um, there's a lot of kind of throwbacks to uh, old Sentai and old uh, tactics games. And after you've beaten the the boss monster, you can either beat them just by hitting them, or you can do a team special attack. Um, it, of course, the monster grows, and uh, you've got to fight him in your giant robot, which is um, uh, a moment based after Battle Fever Robo from uh, like the early '80s Super Sentai show Battle Fever J, the third Super Sentai, which is actually technically no, not actually technically, it actually is a part of the Marvel universe due to certain complications. Uh, so technically, for a very, 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 very short time, when uh-huh. Disney both owned Marvel and Power Rangers. Power Rangers and Super Sentai were both separate yet distinct things owned by Disney. So, um, yeah, there we go. Anyway, uh, the, <clears throat> the fight sequences aren't the same kind of tactics. They're more of a fighting game, but they've got like a risk-reward strategy. Like, you can create like amazing combos of punches or what have you, but the more you increase the combo, the more likely you are to miss and get damaged. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... Um, you've, but you, you, you know, you've got more powerful attacks, but they'll take turns to recharge. So uh, the idea is, is you know, you want to use your special flashy attack to finish it off. Um, 
so you don't get so damaged so much. Uh, so, you know, you'll do like a one-two punch and then like a rocket punch and then bring out your power sword and bring it down and kill him. But, you know, make sure you've taken a bit of damage off first. There are upgrades and um, uh, the different suits and you can choose whatever color you want for each hero. I think you can have the, a team of the entire same color as well if you want to. Red doesn't have to be the leader. You know, that's just um, the way it is. Um, so, yeah, very fun game. Uh, looking forward to see more about it. Uh, the upgrade system isn't actually in place for the backers yet. Otherwise, um, I've been playing Pokemon. Um, I'm still playing Pokemon X. I've got my Power Rangers themed team, uh, uh, which is pretty <laughs> excellent. Um, uh, I've been playing a bit online. Uh, I was practicing for uh, the convention I went to a few weeks ago, uh, and then I ended up not being even in the tournament, so QQ. Um, <laughs> otherwise, um, uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 I've been playing a bit again. Uh, Dark Moon, I believe it's called. Uh, on PlayStation, I'm still like in the last couple of weeks of Persona 3. Uh, I'm taking my time kind of building up the best team I can take to go to the final boss. Um, but yeah, Persona 3 is excellent. I can't wait to finally play Persona 4. I think it's out on um, it's the PlayStation Plus thing this month or next month. I think it's free for everyone. So um, is it, is it, I thought that, is that actually Persona 4 Golden? No, I think it's actually it's the PS2 version of Persona 4. Um, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say but I'd recommend giving it a skip. Well, and go to Golden uh, instead. Go to yeah, I know Gold's the, the better, better version, but um, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to get a Vita anytime soon, so I might... Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Eh? Well, at least you're going to get a chance to play it, but yeah, the Golden version is the sort of... The definitive, definite yeah. Um, and then I can watch the anime afterwards, which I hear is alright. Um, but yeah, so lots of little random things, and I definitely will start playing Mercenary Kings, I think, in the next few weeks when, when I get a chance to. Um, so yes, uh, what about you, Mike? What have you been playing? <laughs> Cool, man. Um, thank you. Uh, I've been playing, juggling quite a few games. I've been, as I briefly mentioned, I've got my GameCube working, um, so I'm on... Um, actually, no, I mention it every damn week, but never mind. I've been playing uh, Resident Evil Remake. I'm on my fourth playthrough now in about a week or so. Oh, no, just over a week. <laughs> um, I beat for, uh, Resident Evil Zero for the first time in nearly a decade. Wow, that game is difficult. Um, <laughs> it's very... I do... It's a lot more... It's far more slower paced than any of the other games. Um, basically because you don't have any item boxes, you have to carry everything with you and drop items. And uh, so there's a lot of um, like backtracking and, you know, juggling your inventory, but it adds a bit of more of a, a tactical kind of edge to the game. And there's a lot more strategy involved with what you need to take where and stuff and managing your, managing your, managing your like uh, healing items with your weapons and stuff, you know, do I take this with me or do I take that? So it's um, some people didn't like it, but I, 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 I quite did actually, I think it was pretty cool. And it's, um, you know, I came back to it kind of pretty much forgetting a lot about it, and it still held up really well. It's still a great looking game as well. It's um, uh, some of the some things are a bit annoying about it. I guess those bloody leech zombies are really annoying. They're just ridiculously overpowered, powered and stuff, and they they don't really die unless you've got um fire based weapons, which is um, not much of a time. So it's quite irritating. But yeah, it's 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 a good game, man. It's uh, the story is pretty lame though. I think they. They they almost go Final Fantasy esque with this story with this like guy dressed in the flipping white robe who like sings opera and stuff and commands all these leeches and everything. It's kind of weird and it's uh, oh yeah it, it goes it goes a little bit kind of in the um, towards the supernatural rather than sticking firm with biological weapons. So um, that's that's a bit of a tough pill to swallow. But yeah, good game. Um, Apart from that, I've been playing... Um, I've got it right next to me. I'm playing through uh, GTA, Liberty City Stories on the Vita. Um, I still love those games. Um, I need to get back to Soul Sacrifice more, though, because um, 
uh, I, I lost that game before. I mean, I managed to get it back for free. Um, I'm looking behind me now, trying to remember anything else. Oh yeah, um, I started La Noire, but I haven't played much of it because I only got I only got a few hours into it just to basically you know get used to the controls and like the uh, the mechanics and stuff like that. But it seems really cool. Really, um, I love the I love the time. As I mentioned before, I love the time setting, the uh, 1940s and stuff. Uh, really, really appeals to me. So that was good. Um, uh, I uh, I think that's about it actually. Um, usually I have quite a few um, games on the go, but I'm trying to kind of put put more focus into one or the other for now because um i tend to like go from what you know just hop around all over the place and it gets a bit um disjointed so um i, I want to try and put more into la noir if i can um i won't go won't go into anything more than that because i'll be here forever <laughs> especially when it comes to resident <laughs> evil but yeah um it's yeah really enjoyable um re- really good to get that gamecube working again man um it's i can't wait to go through um maternal darkness again and mario sunshine as well um <laughs> Yeah, I'll be showing my niece the latter because she loves all those games. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really. Um, okay, um, we are coming to the end of the podcast now, guys. Um, before we um, get anywhere else, um, I've got, just got a couple of emails to read out from. Um, do you remember Alfonso at all, Rob? Of course I remember. A super Alfonso. fan, yes. Um, he, he tweets me every now and then. So. Oh, wicked, yeah. It'd be pleased <laughs> to see you on, um, here that you're on the show, man. Um, okay, first, uh, um, he emailed us three times uh, this week. Yeah, his first one says, um, I've seen Easter sell towards Lego titles besides Lego Marvel superheroes. What other Lego titles would you recommend? Um, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I haven't played any. Please, uh, I really hope at least one of you guys has played a Lego game other than Lego Marvel superheroes here. Lego Star Wars, of course, is, is the original and the classic and amazing. I hear Lego Hobbit is excellent as well. Yeah, Lego Hobbit is a lot of fun. Yeah. I I was playing it with my mates on the PS4. Oh, great. And I, awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, Glenn, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, not really. Okay, cool. So, um, <laughs> right. Well, that's um, no, that's cool, man. Also, uh, Lego the movie is pretty good, especially if it ha- if you've watched the movie because it follows the movie pretty much 100%. Awesome, man. Thanks for that, guys. Um, that's pretty. Well, there you go, Fun uh, Star Wars, um, The Hobbit, and uh, the mo- Lego the movie. Uh, what about Indiana Jones? What's that like? Indiana- uh... Lego- was there two of them? I, I I don't remember. I thought there was three. I thought there was the, oh, wow. the the original trilogy. Then there was the sequel version. Yeah, with the, the yeah. And then there was the one with all of them. All right. I think. Um, I only heard they were only alright. Like I think, um, it came out quite early on. I think it was along with that and Lego Batman the first. Yeah. And like though were like Batman was alright, but Indiana Jones was only okay, I think, if I remember correctly. Wasn't Batman... Well, I know that one of the games originally was one of the only games with online co-op, and still is only a game with online oh, co-op. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> cool, well, thanks for that. I find it funny that one of the original games had online co-op, but then they decided, nah, no, yeah. we're not going to add it in any other future game. <laughs> Just that one game. Cool, okay, well, thanks for that, guys. Um, hopefully that helps you out, Fonz. Uh, his next email is... Um, oh, um, well, it doesn't affect me. I haven't played Dark Souls 2, but he says... Yeah, he admits he didn't like Dark Souls 2 because it takes a long time to get into the story. You die way too much. <laughs> I understand that's probably an understatement. Um, mechanics are not responsive. This game takes a lot of patience and I don't have time for that. Uh, PS uh, Plus Mike, don't forget you need to create a Twitter account. Um, <laughs> um, what are you talking about? He already has one. He already talks about stuff on Twitter. You know, uh... Yeah, oh, yeah, my, yeah my, uh, <laughs> the one that you so kindly set up for me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, of course not. It was someone else. Yeah. Um, I um I haven't played Dark Souls two. Has anyone played Dark Souls two here at all? Can anyone sympathise with those oh, comments? Or? I'm not the biggest Dark Souls fan, but you know I I know that. Um, uh, yeah, go go for it, Glenn. It sounds like you're trying to talk there. 
Oh, I was just saying we we kind of had some discussions about Dark Souls two in the past, and it sounds like yeah. torture. <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah. So um... people describe it as um, it's a great game if you like to take your time. I mean, the, the the good thing about the Dark Souls and Demon Souls was the difficulty level was organic. It wasn't like fake difficulty with bad cameras. I mean, that, that did happen every now and then, but it wasn't like you know bad cameras or unfair stuff. It was. If it was generally difficult and you could overcome it if you took your time and were patient and uh, kind of took everything, you know, slowly, you know, which is the complete opposite to the modern games of run and gun. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a difference to that. Cool. Well, it's um, very um, a quiet taste, shall we say. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Fair enough. Um, uh, I, I won't... Uh... Alfonso's third email was actually just reminding me again to get a Twitter account. So not <laughs> <laughs> much more to say there. I haven't decided on that yet, but I expect I'll come in eventually. But honestly, at the moment, it's just time, to be honest. I wouldn't know what to say or when to say it. So, um, But there we go. Um, we could argue about this forever because a lot of people do tend to argue if with I, me. I'm... Mike, if I can get 400 followers, anyone can get followers. Yeah, but you've got a very... You've got a... Um, you're quite a community-driven guy, Ben. You know a lot of people. I don't really know a lot of people, and I just don't want the embarrassment of going on there and after a month having about 10 followers. <laughs> yeah, Ben knows everyone. He's, ben he's knows everybody. About, he knows, he, he knows. just got like to talk to Shuhei Yoshida. Yoshida, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still can't believe he's on my friends list on PSN. I don't know why he added me. Why, 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 why is Yoshida Because Yoshida is list? a cool dude. Yeah. He is a very cool dude. I have, I have 75 followers. That's cool. Wait. Not long ago, I had sixty something. I've got three hundred and fourteen. About fifteen more recently after my Bison antics. So yeah. Uh, you're a show off. <laughs> <laughs> all your Twitter followers. My Twitter followers. My engaging with people and getting Twitter followers, and yeah, <laughs> and pimping myself on the magazine account, which has twenty thousand followers. Uh, twenty thousand. Yeah. Wish I could. The thing is, I, I I'm very inconsistent with what I'm talking about. Like. Uh, you know, three hours ago I was talking about barbecue. An hour ago I'm talking about Power Rangers. A few hours before that I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, it's just not very consistent, which is a bit of my problem. Cool, cool. Um, so, um, okay, guys, um, this is coming to the end now. What, um, what, what should we uh, start with? Uh, Twitter, I guess, Twitter accounts, guys, or should we do cool. some shout outs? Do we have any shout outs at all? Um, uh, let's start with. Uh, how about you, Rob? Do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout out to my oh, man. Any, it can be anyone, anything. Can, yeah, any shout out to my man Tupac. Um, <laughs> who was, uh, you know, unfairly shot down. Um, peace and love to him and his hologram self. Um, no, seriously, I mean, I, I yeah, I guess. Uh, if Dom listens anymore, probably not. Uh, disappears on Twitter for months at a the time, then comes back is like, hey, I'm quite drunk and possibly hungover. I'm like, oh, Don Chan. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, but otherwise, um, do you want me to go to Twitter and Facebook and stuff? Uh, yeah, got any Twitter followers okay. you want to shout out to? Uh, uh, some guy, Chili UK, he's pretty alright, I guess. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, Hi, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I must meet this. I need to follow this guy. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, no one else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's cool, man. Uh, uh, Glenn, do you have any shout-outs at all? I have some shout outs. I want to shout out to oh, uh, G Man. <laughs> uh, to this G Man guy that everyone keeps talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, shout out to, of course, my friends who are listening to this podcast. Uh, you know who you are. All of the people who are listening to this podcast, in fact, thank you for listening. It's because of you that we're here. Um, also, a shout out to Jimmy Fallon. 
I've never really watched Jimmy Fallon before he got The Tonight Show, and I'd never watched The Tonight Show before either, and now I'm kind of loving both of them. They're, they're awesome. So shout out to Jimmy Fallon, um, which is completely random. Um, guys, just to, let, to remind you, we are on iTunes, and so if you would like to, we would like you to, um, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and you can get both of our amazing podcasts downloaded to all of your iThings automatically and be sure to follow us on Twitter at PSUDOTCOM, PSU.com. Thank you, Glenn. That's awesome. I was, I just re- realized that's your, um, kind of, um, thing now to do the whole iTunes thing and, uh, Twitter. So thank you for that, man. <laughs> uh, Cause I just, yeah, I just ended up forgetting like I always do. <laughs> uh, Ben, um, I know you've got some shout outs you usually do, so go for it. Um, I want to give a shout out to Crimson Kanuchi. She's, she's one of my awesome Kuno I also want to give a shout out. Good. Uh, I can never say words Kuno right. It's kind of, it's Japanese. Yeah. Oh, you okay. watch Naruto. How can uh, you not pronounce say... Kuno Ichi? <laughs> I know. I, I watch it, but I can't okay. pronounce things. I, I want to give a shout out to Chin Soon Sun as well. I hope you're enjoying your holiday, and I know you'll be back on the podcast when you yeah, get back. Chin. Oh, wait, was he on the podcast? On. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He was on. Chin. Yeah, he was. Yeah, we actually had him on. Uh, and Shahid, I know you keep pestering me about being on the podcast as well. We'll organise a time for that as soon as possible. Been so popular. Yeah. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to this mystery, magical, amazing guy called. Uh, Rob Sweat. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard, I heard he's got an Ed Bison hat. That's just amazing. Yeah, it's Rob Sweat uh, Sal Loot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds similar to my surname, is Retchlot. Um, uh, you must yeah, yeah, don't stop. I thought his name was. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Please don't stop. I know what's going on. Yeah, uh, no, not that yeah. whole. <laughs> I heard, I heard he needs followers and you should yeah, all follow him because me. he has I talk hat. about stuff, if, especially if you like Tokusats, if you like Kamen Rider and you're Super Sentai, yeah. especially the, the Tokuja, if you like um, Stand Behind the White Line while you transform, follow me because I'm loving the Tokuja right now. Uh, uh, but yeah, I recommend following yeah. that guy. Well, speaking of... If you, you can find, if you can spell his name right, <laughs> well, you can, well, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Rob Thez, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. That's Romeo Oscar Bravo. <laughs> Uh, Tango Hotel Echo Zulu on the Twitter. <laughs> um, I know oh, my alphabet, yeah. Also, I've just launched a cosplay page, which is actually not really a cosplay page, and more of an excuse to put my uh, album of people wearing my M. Bison hat in a better place online. Um, you can find that at Rob Fizz. All I want to yeah. say is, am I an uh, album? It's for cosplayers only, but I will make a secondary album for non-cosplayers in on, with the hat. We'll oh, yes, there. I didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see yeah. me in the hat. Uh, but yeah, Rob, because my phone broke and I lost. Oh, all the I still got it though. Uh, but your Rob Thez cosplay and Bison hat photos, I think, is what I've called it for some stupid reason. Uh, I think it's Facebook.com/slash Rob Thez cosplay, which is the same as my Twitter handle, which is Romeo Oscar Bravo Tango Hotel Echo Zulu. Um, yes, and you can read my stuff on uh, in uh, Linux Season Developer if you're that way inclined. And um, yeah, otherwise you can also follow Mike. Wink, wink. At um, Mike underscore PSU, where sometimes he talks about Resident Evil and lifting weights. So yeah, very. <laughs> oh great! Um, you know the you know the um, whole um, itinerary way too well, Rob. Because I was just about to say you can contact you at blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. Okay, you can contact Glenn on Twitter at Take It Away Glenn at go Glenn underscore at G O G L E N N underscore, or you can email me at Glenn dot Gordon at PSU dot com. I'm saying at too many times. I'm getting confused. Sorry, Glenn, what was your Twitter thing again? I'll follow you right now. Go Glenn, did you say? Sure, go Glenn underscore with an underscore at the end.
got you right now, Glenn. Don't, Glenn. don't follow just go Glenn or some poor sap is going to... And it says you're in Orlando slash Chattanooga. Yeah, college in Chattanooga, home in Orlando. Cool. Good kid, man. And you can, of course, follow Ben Stillabier Hall at... underscore UK. Awesome. And uh, you can contact me at uh, mike.harridance at psu.com. Or, again, you can contact me at that Twitter account, that Rob Redow. And, um, well, I don't know who actually who that guy is, but he seems to like lifting weights and bench-pressing monster trucks and everything. But and, and make sure to send your sexy photos to mike.paradise.psu.com as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> sexy oh, guy dear. photos. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, well, guys, um, my sh- my- <laughs> I'm laughing at Rob's Twitter. It says he's classy like a Gouda baby belt. Yes. Do you, want, do you know want to know the story behind that? There's an amazing, really short story behind that. Go for uh, it. So my dad's it. over Christmas opened his fridge, and you know, uh, do you know, do you have baby bells in the states? You know what a baby bell is? You know, uh, like yeah, it's, e- it's the cheese, yeah. the little cheese uh, little little wheel of Edam in some red wax. It's excellent. Uh, so he had some Gouda ones. I'm like, oh wow, Gouda! And for some reason, in my head, for like half a second, I thought that's slightly more classy than a normal baby bell. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm classy like a gal on a baby bell and there we go that's, that's right. where it came from <laughs> oh brilliant 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 only only unpish unchained <laughs> and my... like um just yesterday I was walking around in Walmart and there's this guy there and he looks so cool he's wearing like a leather jacket and a black fedora and <laughs> he walks past me and I'm like six seven I'm, I'm tall and he delivers like the best line I've ever heard about my height. He just kind of looks up at me and says, "Well, you're big enough to go bear hunting with a switch." And then he just walks, <laughs> up just walks past like nothing happened. I was, like, it was like the best moment of my week. Where were you? Were you in Orlando for this? I week? was just no in Chattanooga. I was just yeah. at Walmart. In, in <laughs> Holy crap! Did you say you were six foot seven? Yeah, I'm six seven. Bloody hell! Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man, awesome! What's the what's the weather like from from where you are? Oh, <laughs> <Not bad. man. laughs> it's always it's... sunny above the clouds, Mike. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, best moment of my week, right there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, my shout outs, um, firstly to you three guys. Thank you for joining me on the podcast right again, on. and uh, our special guest Rob as well. It's been really good to talk to you again, Rob. It's great um, to talk to you always, Mike. I've got a semi hard on right now from having. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's the old school one Steve <laughs> Rowell stuff there um, and uh, give a shout out to uh, my mate Richard Manning who I met at the Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, preview event oh sorry review review event um, uh, of course to Alfonso our super fan and all you guys all our listeners all our readers the rest of the PSU crew um, uh, that's pretty much it guys um, thank you for joining us that's been episode 36 of PlayStation Unchained um, we will be back again around the same time um, next week, and hopefully we'll uh, because we've got um, uh, Michael Martin um, has um, had to um, leave the site, so um, he obviously edited our podcast. But now we've got our very own Glenn Gordon editing, so now we've got things sorted out with that. What? Uh, we should... what? what? Wait, what? Oh no, I'm kidding. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just heard it now. Um, <laughs> we will be back. Uh, we will sh- um, hopefully we'll be getting the podcast up around. Um, Wednesday at the latest, so stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us again, and, um, again, guys. And don't forget to check out the um, other podcast as well. RD is it RDGH? Did I get that right? Yep. Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Is that right? That's the one. Excellent. Yes. And uh, yeah, again, Rob. Thanks, Glenn. Cheers, Ben. Tally ho. And Tally-ho. all I have to say is 
<laughs> Talio, it's good night nice for good me. Night from him. See you guys.